You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org.
touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. You are here, healing every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Stop, never stop working. We make a miracle. 
So we've been going through this series that I titled Safe and Secure, and uh, the whole emphasis has been that God's Word, it speaks to every uh, situation, every circumstance, in whatever season that we are in life. Uh, we've been looking at Psalm 91 and, and the promises that, that the psalmist, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, gives to God's people. He, he promises to be our shelter. And uh, we need shelter from, from all of the storms that we face in our lives. Uh, the psalmist put it like this. He said, He or she who dwells in the presence of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful thing when we dwell in the presence of God, when we're, when we're in His peace, when we are in His comfort, when we are in His, in His compassion. It's a wonderful place for us to be. And then we learn that, that He is our refuge. The second promise, God is our refuge uh, in, in whatever we're going through. He's our refuge in the day and he's our refuge in the night. And I talked about how uh, we have the, the fears of the day and we also have the anxieties of night. And, and God is our refuge no matter what we're going through, no matter what, what disaster, what disease, or, or all of the, the, the ugliness that we face in this world, God is the one who's there. Last week, uh, we, we talked about the promise of God being our guardian. He's our defender he defends us from those things that come at us. He's our protector in, in, in the things that we're facing, those battles that we face on a daily basis. And then he's our keeper. Uh, you know, we, we learned that, that the first sin caused uh, siblings to have this sibling rivalry. There was hatred and animosity, and, and Cain killed Abel. And, and God asked him, where is your brother? And, and Cain's uh, response was, am I my brother's keeper? Then Jesus comes on the scene, the Savior of mankind, and, and he became his brother's keeper. He, he took on the form of a man. He, he took on the form of humanity, though he was God. And he came and he, he became a brother to us. And, and he's our keeper. And, and we saw that play out. And now we're, we're, we're going to look at the promise that God is our deliverer. I need a deliverer. From the oppression that I face on a daily basis, from, from the evil that is around me and around us that tries to penetrate my heart and my soul. I need to deliver from, and we need to deliver from the addictions and the temptations that every person is engulfed with in this present world. All of us have the potential to fall into a, a, an addiction or a habit that, that can take us down a road of disaster. And, and I'm reminded about Jesus teaching his disciples to pray. And some people call this the, the Lord's Prayer, but it's not the Lord's Prayer, it's the disciples' prayer, it's the follower of Christ's prayer. He taught us to pray, not for it to become a repetitious prayer, but for it to become a, a model prayer that expands our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And, and Jesus, when he was asked, how do we pray? Uh, Jesus responded in this way, and he said, when you pray, pray like this. He said, pray our Father. Now, I want you to think about that. This isn't even my text, but I want you to think about that, that, that prayer that, that he taught us to pray. Our Father, this brings unity in a world that is so disunited, in a world that has so much brokenness. 
and so much division, Jesus teaches us, his followers to pray our Father because we are in the family of God. Who art in heaven, that's where he dwells. Hallowed be your name or holy is your name. And then he says, your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. For me, it's your kingdom come and your will be done here in Oracle, here in Samuel, here in the, in the Copper Basin, here in the Saddlebrook area. I will align myself, submit myself to your will and to your purposes and to your way. He says, he goes on, he says, uh, give me this day my daily bread. In other words, I, I put my trust in what you will provide for me every day. And Lord God, I, I, I desire for my trust to be daily and that every hour, every minute, I will trust you for whatever you're going to provide for me. And as you give me my daily bread, forgive me as I forgive others. Forgive me, Lord, because I will fall short every day. I will, I will fall short as a husband. I will fall short as a, as a father. I will fall short as a friend, as a family member, as a, as a son, in a lot of different ways, and I need your forgiveness. And as you offer me your forgiveness, and as you give me complete forgiveness, may I give that to others as they need it. But I want you to wait for something. I want you to wait for it. What he says next is he says, and lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. One translation says, deliver me from evil. Another translation says, deliver me from the evil one. And so the follower of Christ, we, we take this, this declaration and we say, Lord, Present to me a way of escape. In every temptation that I face, Lord, let me see that window, that, that door that will take me out of that temptation so that I will not sin against you, Lord. And, 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 and deliver me from the evil one. Deliver me from the evil in this world, from all the things that are going on around us, from the temptation of, of, of getting angry, from the temptation of, of, of letting hatred come into my life. Deliver me. From that evil have you noticed that evil continually tries to creep into our hearts every one of us needs to be delivered from evil because evil is all around us and if you haven't realized that that evil is all around us you have your you have your head in the sand you have your 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 face in in the dirt where, where you can't see what's really going on because there is evil all around us and there's there's a need a necessity for us to have god come alongside and help us so that we can overcome all that's around us. The psalmist, he, he, he was led by the Holy Spirit as we, we, we go to the text for today in Psalm 91. And he, as he concludes this psalm, he concludes with God, the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, allowing him to pen, God speaking back to him, God speaking to us. And this is what God says to us. He says, because he, because we who hold fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and I will show him my salvation. 
And, and here's the one big thing. Here, if, if you're going to take anything out of, it, out of this message, here's the one thing that I want you to take out, is the love of God is the ticket to your deliverance. The love of God is the premise of everything that God is. God is love. God loves you despite yourself. God loves me despite everything I've ever done, everything that I do, and everything that I potentially will do in the future. future God's love never changes. God's love, our love for God and His love for us, is the ticket to our deliverance. And what you need to know is that God wants to deliver you. Not only can He deliver you because He's the Almighty God, but He desires to deliver you. And we live in a world with so much hate. The only antidote is the love of God working in our hearts. In fact, beloved, we, we can't in our own ability love some people around us. In their own ability, they cannot love us because we all fall short. But there's three things that I want to bring out. And the first thing is this, love always wins. This is a remedy for our victory in life. And it never involves, it never involves hate. God never wants us to live a life of hate. Uh, the psalmist wrote, and this is God speaking, he said, because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. And let me go back. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. The, the, the Hebrew word there for love is, is, is a beautiful word. It, it, it means to be attached to. To be attached to God's love, to, to have pleasure in God's love, to, to cleave to God's love, to be joined together. It, it's such a wonderful, wonderful phrase. Love is our changing agent. It's what changes us. The, the world is going to work overtime to try to instill hate into your life. Just look at what's going on around us. The world is, 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 is trying to work overtime. The world, the enemy, our flesh, to bring hate with all the situations, with all the racial, uh, uh, social injustices, with all these things that are going on. The enemy of our souls is trying to bring hate into our lives. And what I've come to realize, what I've come to learn is that the only way that we overcome it is to align ourselves with God. It's to align ourselves with God's word. You know, Jesus on the cross, is, as the people chanted very hateful sayings, if you are the Son of God, come off that cross. He saved others, let him save themselves. And all of these ugly things, all these obscenities that they, that they spoke at, at, at Jesus on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he revealed the love of God to the people that were so in desperate need because of all the hate that they had. You know, the, 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 the prejudice and the, the social uh, uh, bias that we see in our world is not something new to mankind. 
It's been around since the fall of man, and the only one that can help us to overcome is the one that has overcome every social injustice, and that's Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus is the Savior of the Jew, but he's the Savior of the Gentile. He's the Savior of the barbarian, just, he's, just like he's the Savior of every person that is lost. And when Jesus Christ comes into our hearts and when the Holy Spirit fills our hearts, we are filled with the love of God. And it's only through the love of God that we can love our world and be a change agent in our world. You know, we can, we can get very opinionated about everything that's going on. But here's what I want you to know. If our opinions don't align themselves with God's love, which is found in his word, our opinions can lead us to hate. And hate will lead us to lose. Hate will, will lead us to lose our tempers, to lose our families, to lose our communities, to lose our good judgment. One of my heroes, Martin Luther King Jr., said it right when he said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. The Lord spoke through the psalmist and it permeates every follower of Christ. Like Martin Luther King Jr., like, like Mother Teresa, like those that have fought the good fight, like uh, Billy Graham, those that, that led with love. As a psalmist said, I will protect you and I will deliver him because they love me and because they have received my love. Because they know my name. And can I tell you something that is vitally important to you? The name of Jesus is above every other name. There is no darkness in Jesus. There is no hate in Christ. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When we follow Jesus, we can't walk in darkness. Hear me now. When we follow the steps of Jesus, we cannot walk in darkness because we have the light of life that is shining bright in us and through us. But the, the world and the enemy wants to put us in their mold and our flesh wants to fight against the goodness of God and wants to pick up hatred, wants to pick up opinion, uh, opinions, wants us to go on social media and put all these crazy things instead of us being agents of God's love. Beloved, we need to understand that love always wins. And God is bigger and he's greater than all the hate Here's the second thing that I want you to grab a hold of. Love overcomes all things. Let me ask you a question. What do you need to overcome? I got to ask myself that question. What are some things that I need to overcome? Why, why do people fall into addiction? Why is there so much divisiveness in the world today? Why are so many people broken? 
Have you noticed that, that there's a root? Your, your anger and, and your hatred is just a byproduct of something that does not get dealt with in your life. And so you get angry. Maybe you were hurt. Maybe, maybe you were violated. Maybe, maybe you were abused. Maybe you've seen abuse. All kinds of different things. Maybe you've been raised in a, in a home that, 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 that was prejudiced. I don't know where, where you've been, but, but he, usually anger comes from that root. And I love the way that the Apostle Paul put it as he wrote to the Ephesians. He said, be angry and do not sin. Be angry at the things that God gets angry about, but do not sin in the process. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. That's an amazing, amazing statement right there. Get angry at the things that God gets angry about, but you do not sin. Bring the love of God into those situations. And you can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't go to bed angry. Don't go to sleep angry. Deal with it. Father, forgive me as I forgive others. Lord, don't lead me into temptation and deliver me from the evil that's around me. I give you this, this situation. I give you this circumstance because I don't want to give the enemy of my soul an opportunity for a foothold in my life. And there may be someone that's listening today that the, the enemy's had a foothold on your life because of circumstances, because of situations, because of people hurting you. Let me tell you, God is bigger and His love is greater and His love can set you free. And His love will help you overcome. God's love overcomes all things. Can I tell you that, that God's love, God's love will answer us at our most desperate places and in our most desperate times. The psalmist put it like this. He says, when he calls to me, when she calls to me, I will answer him. I will answer her. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and I will honor him. What you need to know is that God wants to come alongside. God is waiting for your call. I would say call out to God. Even today, call out to God. Call out to Him. Because He's waiting. If you call out to Him, He will rescue you. He will deliver you. And He will honor you. And then we can be confident of this. Here's the third thing. Love never fails. How many of you in here have been or, or how many of you watching have been failed? People have failed you. Organizations have failed you. We have the people in the Copper Basin that are on strike. Your organizations have failed you. Sometimes religion, it fails us because we put our eyes on people instead of putting our eyes on God, putting our eyes on Jesus. The church are imperfect people serving a perfect God. I'll tell you right now, Living Word Chapel is not a perfect place, but the, but the Savior that we, that we submit to, the Savior that we follow, the Savior that we serve, He is perfect. And, and, and Paul, uh, as he's writing to the church in Corinth, uh, he's talking to them about 
spiritual gifts and, and, and how spiritual gifts are given by the Holy Spirit and, and, and the spiritual gifts, they, they come and they, they edify, they build up the church. They're given to build up the community of believers. But he says the gifts without love mean nothing. And in, in chapter 13, he, he kind of unveils this. And in verse 8, he says this, Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. But love never fails. It's God's love that saves us. It's God's love that, that rescues us. It's God's love that that empowers us to navigate through all the difficulties of life. I, I think about Noah, the great man of God, that, that he lived in a world that was so evil, there was so much chaos around him, and yet God chose him as a righteous man because he walked in the love of God. And beloved, you may be in here watching this sermon today and and you may be thinking how do i get through all the craziness and all the evil that's around me all the stuff that's going on all the hatred the only way that we can make it is with the love of god and he wants to give you that verse 16 the psalmist put it like this he said with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's a promise that you need to hear today. That's a promise that you need to grasp. God is not only promising you a long life, but he's promising you a satisfying and rewarding life. Jesus wants to give you an abundant life. Jesus said this. He said, the thief comes only to steal to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Jesus came 2,000 years ago so that you could have life and have it abundantly. Let me, let me ask you, are you experiencing this life to the fullest? the abundant life that the scriptures talk about, the abundant life that I'm talking about, the, the abundant life that, that, that God granted me uh, you know, 27 years ago, and I've been walking in this love since. And I can testify that, that his love never changes. Even when, when my circumstances change, even when my, the, my, uh, my world changes, even when, when, when people have hurt me and hurt my family, God's love has never changed. This is what Jesus came to provide for you. And your salvation, beloved, is eternally secure in Christ. And I'm going to end by saying this. Paul wrote to the, to the church in Rome, and he said this, this very important statement. He said, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's a profound statement right there. Not that you might be saved. You will be saved. 
He says, for, for with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. There's a lot of confessions going on. There's a lot of confessions going on on social media. A lot of, a lot of hatred. A lot of confessions of hatred. A lot of picking of sides. A lot of bias. But the greatest confession that we could ever make is to say yes to Jesus. If we say, yes, Lord, I need you in my life. I, I can't make it without me. Lord, the, the hatred that's trying to creep in, Father, I push that away and I just receive the love of God through Jesus Christ. You see, he said yes to you before you ever thought about him. Jesus is saying yes to every person that's throwing rocks through those storefronts. Jesus is saying yes to those people that are crying out. Jesus is saying yes to those people that are doing the most despicable of things because Jesus is a savior of love and a forgiver of multitude of sins. And beloved, Jesus can save you today. I want to lead you in, in a prayer and help you to say yes to Jesus, help you to say the, the, the greatest confession that you could ever confess. And I, I talk about this every week, that, that uh, saying yes to Jesus is as easy as A, B, C. The A is admitting that we're sinners. You admit that you're a sinner. You, and Have you noticed that you have to humble yourself and admit that you are going the wrong way to get on the right path. A lot of people will, will, will never let their pride, uh, drop their pride to humble themselves and say, my, right, my way is not the right way. But when we do, God shows up. The Bible says that he gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. And maybe today you're going to put your pride aside and you're going to say yes to Jesus Christ. The B stands for believe in Jesus. All of us are trusting something. All of us are trusting someone. And what I've come to find out in my, in my years of living, in these 53 years of life, is that people have failed me throughout my life. Organizations have failed me. But Jesus Christ has always remained faithful, and I believe in him. I put my faith in him. And the C stands for confess him as Lord and follow him from this day forward. With your mouth, you make the greatest declarations of your life. With your mouth, you can speak life or death. You can speak positive or negative, And you can speak yourself into eternity. You confess Jesus as your Lord, as your supreme in authority. You put him in his rightful place, and you put yourself in your rightful place, submitting yourself to the Holy One. To the, to the God of compassion and the God of love, and that's Jesus Christ. And so I want to lead you in a prayer. It's a simple prayer. It's a prayer to just receive Jesus. And, and, and I, I, if, if this is you today, just join along with me and just say, God, thank you for loving me. Today I'm saying yes to Jesus, and I admit that I'm a sinner in need of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and that he rose from the dead. And I confess him today as my Lord and Savior. 
And I choose to follow him from this day forward. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you said yes to Jesus, I'm telling you that it is the greatest, greatest confession that you could have ever said. And there's a party going on. I'm celebrating with you, but in heaven, you know, they're doing this cumbia, they're doing this dance, they're doing the praise hands going up, and they're saying, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, thank you, Lord, they came to you. Everything that you did was for them. And God wants to come alongside, and let me tell you something, we as a church, we want to come alongside. We want to be a part of your encouragement, we want to be a part of your growth. We will never be here at Living Word Chapel, we'll never be a church that will condemn you or judge you, But we will be a church that will pour the word of God into you because we want to be a church that will love, empower, and transform people with God's living word. We want to stay true to who we are as living word chapel. And I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, those of you that said yes, if you will, on the comments, put put the praise hands, your emoji praise hands, and let us celebrate with you. Or, or put down, I said yes to Jesus, and let us celebrate with you. Because God's going to do great things in your life. We're, he, right now, God's going to do great things in your life, and we want to celebrate with you. And, we, and even if Living Word Chapel is not a church that you, uh, that you connect to, there's a lot of wonderful Christ-centered churches all over the, the, the Copper Basin, all over the, the, you know, the Oracle uh, communities, Saddlebrook. Find you a good Bible-based church. If you're out of state, find a church where you can come alongside and they can help you. We'll be here as an online church. We can help you. I can uh, give you an encouraging message every week. But God wants you to know that there's people that will come alongside and help you with what you're going through. And so God bless you for what you've done. And, And as I close, next week, we're coming in person. We're all coming together at, at Living Word Chapel at the Oracle campus and at the Kearney campus, 845 at the Oracle campus. And then at 1030, we launch our online service. And then at 12 noon at the Kearney campus, we're going to be in person. And we invite everyone to come back to church if you feel comfortable. If you don't feel comfortable, that's why we're providing an online uh, uh, on-ramp for you so that you can find a place to, to worship with us online and God will bless you. I believe that. I'm, I'm starting a new series that's going to be called Unashamed as I kick off uh, uh, the book of Romans. We're going to go through the book of Romans and, uh, and God's going to speak to our hearts. He's going to encourage us. He's going to bless us and I want you to know that God loves you very much. He's got a wonderful plan for your life and, and just know that Jesus is for you and his love will help you to overcome because love always wins. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.